Welcome to episode 9 of the Condor Climbing Cast. In this episode, I talked to Lucas Martindale. Lucas is a life coach, he's an adventurer, and he has a very gifted mind. It's always a treat to talk to him, so I hope you enjoy. I'm up to creating this business. I'm up. I'm up to uh, providing transformational experiences for people that are interested in actualizing themselves. That they're interested in fulfilling their potential. They're interested in discovering what it is that they're here for, what they want their life to be about, um, what they're committed to, what they need to work on in order to bring that into being and yeah and just like living their best life because that's what I'm up to for myself you know like that's what that's what I'm doing trying to live your best life trying to live my best life is there like a trend from from people that you worked with is there like a trend that like commonly people are experiencing like a trend of like trauma or just something that's holding people back yeah I'd say the primary trend is that people are still recovering from their childhoods and not knowing how to tell their story you know they're telling the stories of culture and they're telling the stories of their parents and they're telling the stories of their teachers and all of the things that they should have been or should have done or should be or shouldn't be or all of that and um, yeah and it's really just like a lot of unwinding or or um, encouraging what we discovered like from our childhood but I would say that the trend is that uh people have their past and their future and they don't particularly most of the people that I have worked with to some degree are trying to upgrade their narratives from their early life so they're, are they living in the past or future? Um, I think that some of those yeah well it's like we we automate so much of our world we go into like autopilot and because it would just be like too much to compute all the amount of information that we're constantly subjected to and so I think that yeah there are plenty of operating systems that are going on con or unconsciously and subconsciously that are rooted in past experiences and original creations from those past experiences. Meaning, 
the what we made up about those experiences and we made up about ourselves, we made up about other people, we made up about how the world is. Um, and I think that there are plenty of those things operating and so to some degree, yeah, like people are operating from the past until those things come up for review and then it's time to look at like, okay, well, what do I what do I have about this? Why do I have that? What's the world of it? And do I do I actually uh, choose to continue to abide in the way that this like shows up for me automatically, or am I willing to make a conscious change to uh, create a new pathway here, create a new story, and live into that? What's like stage? Like if you're working with somebody, like uh-huh. with that in mind, what's like first stage one? Like what is like commonly? What do you start with? Stage one is what do you want? Yeah. Yeah, because that's what it comes down to. If you don't, if you don't want it bad enough, if you don't, like I say, like a lot, it's it's hard enough to support people in changing who want to change, and if you don't want to change, it's nearly impossible. Yeah. And so it's like, okay, well, you're unsatisfied with your life, or maybe you're satisfied with your life, and you want to move to the next level. So it's like it always comes back to desire. What do you desire? Because to me, I think that meaning and desire are somewhat linked. And um, what do you mean by that? Meaning, like my teacher would say that desire is the hunger for life, and we find meaning in moving towards our desires. So it's like encountering what it is that we truly desire from a broad enough picture of what do we value. And so is desire and value pretty connected then? I think so. I think there I think there are levels and layers to desire just as I think that there are levels and layers to value. Um I think that Like, what's the distinction? Value can supersede uh, desire because you can you can delay gratification because you might have the desire to smoke a cigarette, but you value health, right? And so you say, "Well, I'm going to overrun." or override this desire for this value. And so it's like value is kind of like a sacrifice. Or it's like you sometimes have to sacrifice in order to hold values. And desire just kind of exists as this like uh, this like insatiable um, vacuum almost to me it's almost like uh, desire is like motivation and value is like drive so if you can operate from like your value wait say that again you said value is motivation desire is drive Mm -hmm. is that what you said yeah because it's like oftentimes people can get motivated but that doesn't mean that they're going to be driven Mm -hmm. and I think it kind of feels similar like if you can operate 
from your value mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and like that's what you desire is like operating through your value like doing things through your value I feel like it's easier yeah to be driven. yeah yeah to me that that kind of goes into almost like a definition of, of integrity where it's like value and desire are in a harmonious relationship with each other yeah like Hmm. Wait, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna stay with the thread that you just said. So, say that again. Desire, to me, it feels pretty like it's kind of like junk food motivation. Like, okay. desire is kind of like motivation, but drive is is more like value. Because like if you have your value intact and that's what you're operating from, yeah. like it feels like it fulfills you. But if you're operating from desire, it's easy to not be fulfilled by that. Mm. And then you said something about desire and value, because you might desire to be in your value or something like that. Yeah. If you desire to be in, like, to stay in your value. Right, right. Or to operate through your value. Yeah, then yeah. Like to me, that's like integrity. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Yeah. yeah that makes sense. Yeah, because it's like you're taking into account a broader band of information rather than just, I want this thing, you know, I want to pacify myself or I want to gratify myself in this particular way. It's like, well, that's going to produce a particular set of results. You know, there's consequences to choosing those kinds of values or choosing those kinds of desires. Yeah. But if you have if your desire is sort of nestled in your values, then to me that feels like, that's like integrity because you're a whole. Now, now your desire doesn't work against you. Yeah, it's like in harmony. Yeah, it actually, it's like, oh yeah, this is like, I'm in alignment, my values and desires are in alignment with each other. And so when I act upon my desires, it nourishes me rather than depletes me. It makes me more whole instead of, I shouldn't say more whole, I don't think that that's even possible, but. It like energizes you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like a power. Yeah, there's like an energy with it. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder what that is. I guess it's, yeah, it's like alignment. Yeah, or Yeah. Because yeah. like, as far, like, for me, exercising or climbing, you know, it's easier for me to do well if I'm like, physically aligned like if everything is kind of like working right and there's no like there's no like undue tension or um something's not literally out of alignment right like if right your hips out of alignment it's gonna it's gonna be hard to do any yeah type of exercise yeah that's right that's so right that's kind of how it feels but with energy yeah yeah well i think that integrity to some degree is an energetic experience you know it's like there's a distinction in Landmark that is um, nothing works without integrity. Mm. And, you know, it's like if your car, if your tire's flat, your car is out of integrity. It doesn't mean that your car is bad or wrong. It just means that it doesn't work. I mean, it's not going to work the way that it's not, it's not in harmony. It's not in integrity with itself. So, yeah, it's like the... And I, and I would say that that's a big part of what 
my work is about is helping people discover what that harmony is for themselves like what that integrity is for themselves because it's exactly that it's like we get all wrapped up in these like bad or wrong or shame or guilt and all that and those are valid emotions but that at the end of the day objectively it's just like you're out of integrity with yourself what do you need to do to get yourself back in integrity and for you it could be like you know part of your integrity is maintaining your physical health make, making sure that your body is is like tuned up and ready to go you know that feels important to me yeah especially like with uh, transitioning to like being outside with people more mm. like to to make sure that they have like a positive experience sometimes that'll mean that I need to you know climb whatever they're doing first mm. and like kind of set it up for them so I definitely need to be in physical shape for sure yeah yeah what uh what what would be like step two after after you kind of um, figure out their motive or their uh, desire step two would be that's a good question I would say it's something like it's something like well what do you see now that you could implement so I would say like something like goal setting and what like do you use like a like a default goals like what do you use for the goal setting do you have like a template type thing that you kind of go from well I think part of it you know as I'm as I'm saying this it's like I I'm very adaptable and so I typically meet people where they're at and mm -hmm. a lot of a lot of what comes through for me is is spontaneous and it's relative to what the person it's like relative to how to emphasize their strengths and how to uh, balance out some of their weaknesses but I'm of the I'm of the view that people have people have what they need it's their responsibility to take care of themselves and I just act as a I just act as a mirror and I act as a um, support for their own knowing to come through so it's kind of like I help people unwind what's in the way and help call forth um, what is like really like what really works for them so like for an example I'm thinking of uh, I'm thinking of like if someone just learns the aspects of their personality they'll be able to put together what's working and what's not and So it's like, okay, so I would say like, okay, what do you want? What's in the way? What do you see that's in the way? Being open to, being open to learning, meaning that there are probably things that you can't see that are in the way. And what do you want to do? Like, what do you see that you could do 
now that would start moving you in that direction and helping identify some of those things. And are there some common threads with that? Yeah, I would say common threads are most people know that they that they need nutrition mm-hmm. and that their diet isn't where they want it to be, that they should be eating better, they should be sleeping better. I think that that's like primarily what it comes down to me, like the three basics is like food, rest, exercise. Um, and and probably time management would be would be another one kind of like structure yeah yeah and then and then another one like one that I really one that I really enjoy is uh, people's when people have like limited perceptions of themselves like what I would consider to be like distortions of their essential nature because I I have the perspective that your essential nature is already whole. You are already complete. You are already as you should be whole, complete in this moment. Can you share that mantra that you say? Which Infinite refuge. What is it? Oh yeah, it came. It came from uh, a good friend and mentor of mine, King, which is I'm infinite resources, infinite refuge. That kind of speaks to that. I feel like yeah. Yeah, it said, no man or a woman is an island unto themselves. We all take refuge in each other for the Creator is one. And meaning that when I see you, I see myself. And so that's why it's, for me, it's like as I've gone through my own growth process and realized that transformation is a part of my nature because I'm here for the adventure. You know, like I'm here to explore and I want what I want which is like well if I'm here why not make the best of it and to me part of making the best of it is being a contribution to the world leaving the world better like I had a I had a saying like come through for me that was like answer this question like how is the world better by you being in it and if you don't have an answer to that question that's an important thing to look at because you're in it and you're either making it better the same or worse and I would rather make it better, you know? Yeah. It'd be a lot more fun, I think. Way, yeah, because it's like so much, so much of what people are experiencing, like in terms of like the pain and suffering, it's like life is already hard enough. We don't have to make it fucking harder, but we make it harder. And we make it harder because we don't know better. Yeah. You know? And, and it's like, I want to do my best to optimize my experience. And it's like, you know, I read something recently that said I'm open to all the good the world has to offer. And it's like, and it's like that. It's like there's so much dope shit here. Like there's so many fucking cool things about being a human being that like, why, why not? Why not do that? Yeah. You know, it's like, and there's, there's, there's a balance to that. And there's a way that, you know, it's like, well, what does that mean? Does that mean just go out and fucking party every night and go out and like, drive fast and do crazy things and it's like well maybe maybe that's part of it but that's not really sustainable there's other values for me which is like I want to be here for a while because I want to like get the most out of it and I want to see like I want to be here with my friends and I want to be here with my family and I I feel like I have like 
work to do, and I feel like, yeah, I don't know. So I, I have to, for the longest time, it was I'm here for a good time, not a long time, and now it's like, I'm here for a good long time. Yeah. You know, like that. Yeah. That's, <laughs> I think that that's both. ideal. Yeah, 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 exactly. Do you remember, like, the, what was, like, the, what was Lucas's big bang as far as transformation goes? Mm. Yeah, dude, I was just talking about this recently. It was, uh, it was the perfect combination of suffering and opportunity coming together at the same time. And the only way that I can say is it's like, it's alignment with destiny. That... What happened? That, well, I was... I was drinking a lot. I was in a lot of pain, like pretty consistently. And I started having really bad... Uh, social anxiety and a lot of like my mind like I would be mid-sentence and I would completely forget what I was saying could not like it would just be like it would just disappear and it was like I was so disconnected from myself that I couldn't maintain I couldn't maintain threads like I couldn't like my nervous system was just out of fucking control and the only time I would feel any relief from that anxiety would be when I was drinking. And so, but, you know, it's like shitty diet, you know, eating like 95% fast food because I was always on the go. Mm -hmm. I never really like had much stability throughout. Like luckily I always had a place that I could go back to, but I never really stayed there that much. Like I was always like running around. And, uh, and so, yeah. And then as I, as I started dealing with that stuff, I don't know. I would say that curiosity, like curiosity has been one of my greatest assets. Um, yeah. Cause I, I ended up, I was working for AAA as a field service technician. I ended up going into Barnes and Noble and I recall seeing this book called Change Your Brain, Change Your Life. Mm -hmm. It's by a guy named Dr. Daniel Amen. Yeah. And, uh, and it was like something about dealing with anxiety and depression. And, and I looked at that and I was like, huh. Yeah, I'm gonna get that book. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna read that. Yeah. And I started reading it and I started, it was just like, oh shit, my world began opening up. And, you know, when I was in high school, I wasn't really interested in reading. I didn't care too much for it. But I also, I just realized, like, I wasn't interested in reading what other people wanted me to read. I was interested in reading what I wanted to read. But I was like, because it was, it was practical information that I could utilize that had significant relevance to my experience. And so, as I started reading, my mind began to open up and as my mind began to open up more curiosity came because it was stuff that I could actually utilize and apply and that just kind of like fed into another book fed into another book fed into another book and uh, and I started getting curious about well maybe I don't know there was always this like Maybe like angst, 
with like a little bit of apathy, with like a little bit of nihilism, but also a intolerance to all of that. Um, like you maybe didn't want to identify with it? I wasn't satisfied with it. Yeah. Like I was like, no, I don't want this. It was like I wasn't even really aware of it at a conscious level, but there was something, and, and this will be a, like, you know further on in the story that I'll start explaining like what that was, but um, I remember a big tipping point for me was when I had a conversation with a, with a close friend. At the time, we barely knew each other, but he was interested in like uh, psychedelics and spirituality and conspiracy theory and like you know shit like that. And I remember, I remember having this conversation with him where he used a couple of words, and I, and I just kind of like made a mental note, and my curiosity set in, and I continued in the conversation uh, that we were having, but I ended up going and looking up, and it was about like law of attraction and. I'd never heard of that before, and I ended up going out and buying, honestly, it was The Secret, and I remember reading that book, and fucking tears just, like, streaming down my face, like, just, like, elated with joy, because it was like, oh, fuck. I remember just having this experience of, like, I knew it. I knew there was something else. I fucking knew there was something else. Because I grew up in a in a Christian household. Not that my parents were devout Christians or anything like that, but they had us go to church. And I spent a lot of time, like, you know, Bible study. And and I always had this sign of, this, like, something felt off, something felt flawed, something felt like, it just felt like it was in dissonance. Yeah, yeah. I, had a, I had a funny feeling in my gut as well. Yeah, it was like... It's kind of like... Mm, just something... Yeah. I would describe it as... Especially because at that age I couldn't explain it, but something just felt off. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even know what hypocrisy was at that time, but... Like, as a concept, but as a feeling, that's kind of like how it felt to me. So it's like, you guys are saying all this, but you're behaving like this. Like, I don't understand. Yeah. Um... Which, you know, it's like, whatever, but, um, so I read that book, my world sort of, like, cracked open, and I think it's one of those things where it's like, we all start where we start, and I've come to realize that, you know, there's a lot of, like, there's a lot of things that I agree with in that book that I've seen validated in my experience, and there's a lot of things that I disagree with that, uh, have been posited but I understand that the story always goes on and so revision and being able to to rewrite and to be able to say you know I had it that way but now I have it like more like this um, so just like giving grace to that uh, yeah, like a key a key uh, loses its use over time like if the lock changes and I think that's kind of how I describe that mm. it's like some things feel really useful until like you realize that parts of it weren't right but it still unlocked something for you exactly yeah it got me across the river you know that was the canoe that got me across the river but i didn't need to carry it up the mountain with me yeah you know because it's heavy yeah yeah uh, not useful anymore <laughs> yeah, i don't need to use this. <laughs> <laughs> so 
so that book and then yeah and then that just started to fucking that just like was like okay then I then my whole world opened up man I came across like energy healing and meditation and I stopped drinking and it was like okay like because so much of my life had revolved around that Mm -hmm. and like your circle where you went everything everything revolved around drinking if we weren't drinking we weren't doing it because why would we you yeah. know like you can't drink doing that what the fuck? I don't want to do that yeah you know I'm out to drink <laughs> <laughs> does it sound ridiculous now it does sound ridiculous I mean it does and it doesn't it makes sense given like how I grew up and who I grew up around and yeah. and all that you know it's just like a product of the environment but but now looking back it's like wow yeah and that's why you know it's like that's why I'm that's why I am the way that I am is because I see my life like I had my life as a particular thing this is what life is this is what you do this is how you know this is just how it is and as my mind began to open up and my perspective began to broaden then it was like oh the adventure's on now because it's like what the fuck do you want so I was doing all this shit. I was working as a heavy truck mechanic at this company uh, that a buddy of mine owned. And I remember like being under this truck and uh, one of the owners of the company was just like tearing into me, man. Just like giving me such a hard time for not having a fucking drop light under this truck. And I remember sitting there and I don't know if it was like I just began to be able to think for myself or I started I started like questioning um, what I believed and what I thought. Like I started to doubt my own thoughts. Yeah. Um, I remember sitting there and just being like, fuck, I hate this. Like I don't want to fucking be here. What am I doing here? And then it was like all the fear of like, well, you can't leave. You can't this. You can't. And that feeling of being stuck... I'm just, like, not about that. It's a horrible feeling. I'm not fucking about it. I'll do... I don't give a fuck. Like, I will do whatever it takes to not... Like, death is better than that. And so it's like, I'm willing to die to not experience that feeling of constriction. And I'm fucked by my own circumstances. Because it's like, that's how people end up miserable and regretful. And it's like, no fucking way. But that was the that was the big like realization was that I was afraid of losing all of these things that I was attached to. That it was like, in comparison of my experience and what I was, you know, what was going on versus having those things, I was like, fuck this, I'm out. <laughs> and I literally jumped down out of the truck went over to one of the guys that was working and was like, hey, I need you to help me load up my toolbox. I went up, grabbed my truck, loaded up my toolbox, punched my ticket through the punch clock, and I was out. And I just said, like, I don't give a fuck where I go. It doesn't matter where I end up. Where I'm going is going to be better than this. And, and so I left. And then that's when... I'm seeing that that was actually the linear progression that that actually happened before I read the secret and when I read the secret it was just kind of like okay this is like what do I want you know 
because if I if I get to say, like if I speak what I want, say this is what I want, and then act in accordance with that, I can do whatever I want to do, go wherever I want to go, if it if it matters enough to me to do that. Like, I wouldn't be able to be an NBA basketball player because it doesn't matter enough to me to be able to do that. But what I want really, I'll find a way. Mm-hmm. And so... I pretty much sold everything, man. Like I sold all of my shit. I started having these like spiritual awakenings for lack of better terms. And uh, I eliminated all of my debt. I bought like a little thousand dollar car and with like 250 bucks in my pocket, I drove down to the Florida Keys. Like I took out the seats and built a deck so that I could sleep in there so that I could just like park this tiny little 92 Toyota Tercel that had like 189,000 miles on it that I drove fucking 3,200 miles or whatever the fuck it is to the Florida Keys (laughs) and I was just like I'm going and I you know like so the law of attraction thing was like pretty heavy in my mind at this point so it was like vision boards and you know, create it in your mind and move, you know, move in the direction of it. And what's fucking nuts, dude, is literally everything that I created, I experienced. Like, and just the weirdest, like I, I'm the kind of person that if I don't have an experience of the philosophy, I can't, I can't, I can't abide by it. Like, oh, you want me to believe something? that you just say that I have no connection to, no thank you. Like, no fucking way. And But if it sounds interesting to me and I'm open to it and it sounds way better than what I currently know, I'm willing to try it out. Yeah. And that's what it was, is I just took this fucking leap of faith and it was like, okay, life, I'm jumping, let's see. You know, and it was like this, swing, this sink or swim moment. And everything was so new and it was so like I was so present that having fear and shit like that come in wasn't even a possibility because it was like you just gotta you gotta keep fucking going like you don't have money you don't have food you don't you gotta fucking figure it out and what I said before I went was like well I trust in my capacity to communicate with people I trust in my ability to make friends I trust in my ability to you know, just like what I'm bringing to the table to navigate the environment. And so I ended up living down there for about six months and I ended up making more money down there working at a kid's summer camp than I did as a fucking heavy truck mechanic back in Kansas City. And I had no debt. Like, I had no bills other than insurance and, like, my phone, Mm -hmm. which was pretty rad. That is rad. Yeah. What brought you back? Or did you plan to come back? Oh, face to face with the shadow, dude. Yeah, that was that was where I I began to uh, learn that that duality is uh, you don't get to you don't get to you don't get to run away from yourself. You know, you have to go through your darkness to get to the light. And at that time, I was sort of uh, enamored by the let's all be positive let's all be like let's have this outlook and just no 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 like don't say that you're having this don't say that you're having like it's like no be positive and and that was great because it helped me develop like some powerful optimism but 
there's a delusional aspect that comes with that where it's like you start to uh, deny reality you're getting in trouble yeah like you deny the parts of yourself that like are having that difficult experience that's exactly right and that's what the shadow is is the shadow is the part of ourselves that we suppress deny and hide and so I was also I was also introduced to uh, uh, like shamanism and psychedelics and things like this prior to me leaving like pretty recently prior to me leaving this is back in 2012 like 2011 2012 and uh, I started to have these opening experiences. And I think what, what's important for me to say right here is that I didn't grow up, like I didn't even smoke weed. I maybe smoked weed like once or twice by the time I was like 21. Mm-hmm. It was just something that, even though I drank like a motherfucker, I... Is it okay if I say motherfucker on here? Because <laughs> I, I just know. said it twice. <laughs> I don't have anyone telling me not. <laughs> okay, perfect. <laughs> I'm just not going through any... <laughs> Any, any guild or MCT, MCC. Yeah. If, they, if they gotta make it explicit, then make it explicit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fine. Hmm. Cool. Um, I forgot what the fuck I was saying. Yeah, so you. Um, yeah, you, you, you didn't smoke. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so. So I was like pretty straight laced, and, and that friend of mine that I had that conversation with that was uh, that sparked this kind of curiosity in me. Uh, he started talking with me about psychedelics, and I remember just being like, mm, "What's that? We getting into a terrain where it's like, nah, man, I got it. That that is like a bad thing, and this and that, and and but I was also like, my whole world was sort of opening up, and I was like, well, what the fuck do I know?" You know, but still, I was like really afraid of it because all of like, you know, just like my upbringing around it. Drugs are, you know, drugs fuck people up and they ruin their lives with them and you know things like that. And I didn't have any really like good, positive people in my life that were utilizing drugs in a way that uh, uh, was actually like supporting their well-being. Yeah. Um, but. Again, my curiosity got the best of me, and so I started exploring it and started looking into it and started reading a lot about shamanism and started reading about, like, how... And the thing that really fucking did it for me, honestly, was that uh, I, I listened to this video series called The Mushroom and the Cross, and the most mind-blowing part of it for me was that there was a lot of uh, psychedelic research going on back in the 50s, and people were getting these uh, fucking mushrooms like an Amanita muscaria mushroom that were music boxes and when they opened them up they, they played jingle bells and they were like what the hell like why are these playing jingle bells and come to find out like all the symbolism around Christmas like the Santa Claus the Christmas tree the colors the presents the stockings over the fireplace this all has to do with Siberian shamanism and how they would go out and they would pick the Amanita muscaria mushroom and they would have to get out there and they only grew under Christmas trees they would have to get out there before the reindeer ate them because the reindeer would eat them and they'd just be out there tripping balls. So like reindeer are <laughs> flying. And so it's like all the symbolism around that. I remember just being like, oh my God, this is like right in front of me. What the fuck? And, like, and it just like had me be like, I don't know what that did. Something about that set me off though. And I was just like, well, shit. 
it, it did something oh because it was because of like all the stuff that was happening with MK Ultra and like when I realized that like okay this is why people believe what they believe about psychedelics and, and drugs and, and it's because they fear they fear themselves so it's like you don't want to look at yourself it's like if you're if you're hiding from your own darkness naturally if you it's more like this if you don't know what's in the cave you would want to avoid the cave that's a pretty fucking natural response but me i see the cave and i'm like let's get some gear let's get go fucking explore go the cave. Yeah, yeah exactly yeah and that's mostly what i do like when i work with people it's like look i'm here to go in the cave with you there's yeah it's dark down there there's some fucking weird shit creepy crawly stuff dangerous stuff no doubt but it's important because there's also gold down there and you can't get the gold unless you go into the yeah. to the darkness you know so it's like so um we have a very similar relationship to that mine is more physical and yours is more mental yeah which is funny yeah 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 it's like psychological yeah well, because I, I've had enough of my own experiences to know that people are bound to their unresolved shit. Yeah. You're going to create what you are, not what you desire. Yeah. And until you're willing to deal with what you are, you're not going to be able to get to what you desire. Mm. Because it's like, well, you may want to feel better, but if you don't stop eating fucking ho-hos and because you're you know trying to emotionally fucking <laughs> I just like had the taste when you said that yeah you know, like yeah kind of made me that creamy oh. little fucking buttery sweet dude there's a reason why we want to eat shit like that because it fucking feels good but it doesn't feel as good as you can feel if you were healthy and this is, I'm going to go off on a tangent for a second because I got like kind of irritated, not irritated, just like, why the fuck don't people say like people undersell health yeah. that when I started like working out consistently and which never fucking happened in my life. I mean, except for like when I was young and vital and just running around because I had all the energy in the world to fucking burn anyway. But when I started doing it consciously mm. um, and I... I just asked these questions. Some of this came from like Jordan Peterson, which is like, what are the stupid things that you're doing in your life that you know that if you stop doing them, your life would be better automatically? Why don't you start there? And so I started doing that and then started implementing things uh, like regular exercise, like kind of obsessively because I was dealing with a lot of heartbreak at that time. Like that was kind of what, what triggered this recent, most recent transformation. Um, and I felt fucking incredible. And what were you, were you doing like daily morning? What were you doing? Dude, I was doing, so I eliminated coffee, alcohol, tobacco, pornography. Those four things um, were, I could see how they were impacting my life negatively. And it was like, okay, I'm going to stop doing these things. I started I started practicing jujitsu like three to five days a week. I was taking a cold shower every single day. Cold shower is a good one. Cold shower is a real fucking good one. That one, that one alone 
I feel like is what helped me beat like anxiety and depression. And if I feel any of it come back in, I start implementing that immediately and it just like knocks it out. And just like, because it does something to help stabilize the nervous system for me, because you have to deal with the discomfort and because it's uncomfortable, but that's the beauty of it is that it gives you something yeah, it gives you something tangible for your, your nerves to like push against. And the thing that was motivating me there, the reason why I was able to endure the pain of that experience was because I wanted the experience of freedom. I was hurt and and it was like, it felt like if I didn't do something about it that I was just going to descend into darkness and not return you know it was like really how I fucking felt and so that was me fighting you know that was me and I was at the same time I was studying the uh, Pinocchio archetype that whole story and how uh, that was me like jumping into the ocean and, and trying to rescue my dead father yeah. the father within the part of myself that knew that I wasn't living up to my potential. And that also happened right around the time of my Saturn return. So it was all, so it was all in alignment. Like it was all like perfectly, like the timing of it is, is very obvious to me now with like all the study of astrology and all the study of like just archetypes in, in general. Um, but yeah, it was, that was, that was the big one. And what, what it left me with was this like, oh my God, I can't fucking believe how good I feel. And that's the thing is like, you can't believe, you, you don't even know how good you could feel. Anything that you project out that it's like, oh, I would feel this way. It's, it's way better than that. It's way fucking better than that. And it sucks for about a month and a half. But luckily, like I had that behind me motivating me like it already sucked and so it was yeah. like I might as well like do something about it because I would feel better after I would you know go to jiu-jitsu and get fucking choked out 30 times a night <laughs> you know it's pretty humbling too it it's is like, so humbling like, could have killed me could have yeah, killed me yeah. could have killed me but you didn't oh I trust you yeah. could have killed me but you didn't oh I trust you yeah. could have broke my arm right there but you didn't thank you yeah, like yeah <laughs> It teaches you manners. Yeah. <laughs> Jiu-jitsu teaches you manners. Totally. <laughs> like, okay, he tapped. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Don't, don't, uh, don't make him unconscious. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Egos get crushed in jiu-jitsu. I think that's why I love um, climbing outside for an uh, extended period of time because the work that you yeah. put in, like yeah. the hiking. Yeah, you know, like the preparation, the hiking of the gear, like getting to the crag, like setting up, climbing. Yeah. Like you're so you're working. Yeah, and when you come back, you're just like at peace. Yeah, every time. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, there's something about that. There's something about like giving yourself to something, and you know, it's like you feel better once you've given yourself to something because you don't feel so fucking pathetic. And that's what it was for me is like, I felt pathetic. Like I didn't, re and I didn't even realize that I felt pathetic, but it was like, when I started to see uh, self pity, I started to experience, so I went to, uh, I'm all remembering this, it's coming back to me. I went to this retreat that a, a friend of mine put on called the Wild Man Weekend. Mm, and it's in, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that one we did, we did this powerful breath work because that was another thing I was also doing a lot of is like the Wim Hof uh, breathing. And I, 
Did yeah, you ever that, do Tumo? Because I know Wim Hof no, is I know similar to Tumo, but did yeah. you ever Well, he studied Tumo. Tumo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, not, not... Sorry to derail. I just no, 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 no. That's okay. That's okay. I probably have tried it, but I didn't know that that's what I was doing. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because I was, I mean, I would go out and fucking lay in the snow and, like, take a cold shower in the wintertime and fucking go outside and, like, stand there and do jump, jumping jacks and shit. Like, I mean, I was, my, like... My poor, poor girlfriend at the time, <laughs> I thought I was nuts. I was doing the same thing. Oh, yeah? Me and two friends were just sitting in the snow, like, almost butt naked. Oh, that's so funny, dude. Just breathing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But anyway, there's something so powerful about it, man, because it's like, it's fucking uncomfortable. It's so uncomfortable. But when you, when you meet it, you know, you meet that place of intense discomfort and you're like, I fucking see you. Yeah. I feel you. I'm not running from you. I embrace you and I move through you. That's yeah. That's the, that's what I love about, um, climbing something difficult because it's like you're dealing with that yeah but also you're dealing with the fear of, that's right of uh just falling or or just the experience in general yeah and that fear is also an attachment to comfort we yeah. don't know how to deal with this comfort so we avoid it because yeah. we're like oh and it's like it brings that up and when you get to deal with that it softens that response in your body because it's like, that's what anxiety is. I'm afraid of what could happen in the future. And so I feel deeply uncomfortable now. Mm-hmm. And, and depression is like kind of the past. I think, I think depression is like that there are all of these parts of myself that have to stay locked inside because they're inappropriate for me to express. Yeah. It's like, you don't get to feeling. yeah you don't get to get rid of nobody gets rid of their dragons some of them fucking you know try to put them to sleep with narcotics you know it's like I keep fucking tranquilizing my dragons or you know I have them locked in a cage and you know like fucking way down deep and it's like that that primal rage that primal like that domesticated part of us is like enculturated that's not meant to be and it's not to say that you know you should just fully fucking express like all of the crazy but the crazy lives in you and so it's like it's always there it's there and if you don't find a creative outlet for it if you don't find a way to engage it appropriately in a healthy way, that's a big part of you. Mm -hmm. And to have that pushed down deep, I think is what depression is. Yeah. You know, you're depressed, you're pressed down and well, what, what's pressed down. And if people don't know themselves in that way, if you don't know that you have dragons, if you don't know that you're capable of being a fucking beast, you don't know yourself well enough. Because yeah, we all are. <laughs> fucking guaranteed. You put people in a hot room with no fucking food, you'll find out. Pretty quick. You know, throw a sandwich in there, 
You, what do you think they're going to do? You think that they're gonna, there's going to be a fucking diplomat that goes, all right, guys, now let's listen up. We're going to divide this, maybe. Maybe. Well, hopefully. Probably not. Though. Yeah. I had a buddy, this fucking dude. He's so great, man. He's like a 70-year-old a um, uh, Jewish man from Brooklyn. And he's one of my favorite fucking people. I haven't talked to him in a while, but I should reach out to him. And he was talking about how back in the day he was a junkie and uh, he got fucking sent to Rikers Island as a way of, as a means of, you know, making a fucking example out of him. And he goes, and we were in, there was about 15 people in this 10 by 10 foot cell that had shit and piss all over the floor because they didn't let you go to the bathroom. And they would, through like these little slots, they would throw cheese sandwiches it was basically bread and cheese on and it was like falling on the fucking floor and he goes people were fighting over that shit and piss cheese sandwich and he goes I just so happened to not be hungry that day <laughs> good thing when she was joking, he was just yeah. saying he was hungry as fuck, but there was no way that he was going to eat that, you know? Yeah. But that's the thing, is that it's like, well, if you're hungry enough, you'd be fucking surprised. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and thankfully, society allows us to some degree keep that at bay so that we don't have to experience ourselves in that way, but it doesn't mean that that way isn't still inside of us as an experience. Do you think the, the retreat you did, the man retreat you did, kind of showed you how to... Uh, utilize those parts of yourself oh big time yeah because it was the first time I fully ever surrendered to just letting myself like experience that fucking primal just like rage you know just that like just the uninhibited um, the uninhibited wild part of myself what was so cool about the breath work was that I fucking got into this deep space that was just like I mean, sheer, like, sheer warrior. And what was so cool about it was that I had been holding myself. Like, part of the reason why I had been resisting jiu-jitsu and resisting fucking, or martial arts in general, because my teacher had been telling me for years, you should fucking be in martial arts and blah, 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 blah. And, like, I just like, yeah, no, and I'm not fucking going to do it. Because I didn't want to encounter that part of myself that felt weak. Like, I felt fucking weak. And I didn't want, I didn't want to have that experience in myself. So it was like, instead of engaging with it and getting, you know, dealing with it that way, I would just avoid it. But I knew it was there. And, you know, it's like, you can't lie to yourself. You can't, you cannot lie to your inner being. It always tells the truth. And that's why I say that it's important to fucking get in touch with that, that inner being, your own nature, and live from that. Because that's like the only way that you're really going to feel fulfilled fully. And so when I went through this breath work, I was basically just like I'm not I'm not gonna be run by you anymore like I'm not like that fucking devil whispering in my ear being like you know they're all gonna fucking think this and they're all gonna look at you and all the fucking self deprecation and all that and it was dude it was so weird but also really cool and sometimes hard to explain these kinds of experiences but it was like I encountered this part of myself that was just like dude I'm so strong you can fucking believe that all you want, and I'll still be here holding you because that's how fucking strong I am. And it was like, oh, oh, 
I want to get to know that part of myself because it felt real. It was like, oh shit. Like, it was basically the part of me. It was like, you can pretend, you can pretend all you want, but all you're doing is pretending. All you're doing is buying your own bullshit. And whenever you want to stop buying into that, you can get to know me because I'm here and I'm fucking holding it down regardless. So what do you want to do? So is it kind of illuminating that it's always been a choice? It's always been a choice. Yeah, and it was like, I didn't even, because I didn't know that part of myself, it was like so fucking hidden, but it was hidden right in plain sight. It was like, no, this is you. You, because we exist at all levels of the spectrum. Meaning like, we have all the characteristics of all human beings. We have the potential to do those things, to be those things, to, you know, it's like when Peterson would tell his students, like, you all are Nazis. Why? Because Nazis are human beings and you're a human being. Therefore, you have that potential within you. And I couldn't see... I couldn't see how that was a strength to be able to hold weakness. You know, that it was like, oh, that, like, the law of duality. That it's like, one side is just one side, but there's two sides to everything. No thing is just one thing. And so it's like, to relate to myself as weak, there's a counterpart. And that counterpart is strength and that strength holds that weakness all right so you're just relating to the weak part of yourself what's that you're just relating to the weak exactly. part of yourself exactly relating to yourself as weak exactly yeah and that's being out of balance that's being that's only having one side of the spectrum figured out you know and that's kind of been my way but that's that's my nature you know i'm fucking sun venus and mercury in gemini chiron in gemini that is duality that's the that's that, you know, Castor and Pollux, the immortal that lives with the gods, and then the mortal that lives amongst men. And, you know, the ability to, like, descend into the underworld that lives in the light and the dark. And so it's integrating those aspects of my awareness. Because the more that I integrate those dual, my dual nature, then I become more whole. I'm more integrated. And I just had been sitting on the fucking one side of that spectrum, one side of that polarity, and it was just like, okay, fuck, now that I know that it's there, I'm going for it. And I just kept going for it, and 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 got fucking obsessed with it. Because then it was like, I realized that once I realized that my limitations were my own, like I had always kind of had a sense of it, like conceptually, being on the being on the path that I've been on but it was like I started having the experience where it's like oh you can move beyond your discomfort discomfort does not mean that you have to stop and it's it's important to find distinctions there because you know there's there's the potential for injury but a lot of times we stop way before that and you want to be careful because it's you know you're not trying to hurt yourself which I ended up doing which is how I found out like that that exists as a spectrum as well that you shouldn't use the same tool for everything I was using discipline because I got so fucking disciplined in my life and I was craving that and I was needing that and I was needing that kind of structure and that kind of consistency to help balance myself out and 
Yeah, and so I would just like try to use it for everything. Push through this, push through this, push through this, push through this. And then I ended up getting hurt. And it's like, oh, okay. Some states you have to work for, some states you have to surrender to. And, you know, just like figuring that out. I don't know if that answered your question. It's <laughs> <laughs> just fucking rolling. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. <laughs> you answered it. Okay, good. Um, yeah, so what... So you had the... You had the men's retreat, and then because that was that wasn't like super long ago. What what made you what made you start to like want to do it for yourself? Like, what made you want to be like? I mean, I would kind of describe you as a life coach. I don't know how you would describe yourself, but it kind of feels kind of like that. Yeah, yeah. Like, what what made that happen? The cafe was probably a big part of it. Oh, the cafe was a huge part. Yeah. Well, it's just, it's, I'm aligned with that. That is, that is my nature. That is who I am. It's not, it's not like a, you know, I'm of the perspective that destiny is always calling you. That, that your potential is always beckoning to be known because it is the optimal experience. You're living in alignment with your highest capacity to function as a human being. That, to me, is destiny. You're choosing to engage with your life consciously. That's destiny. You might as well, like, if you know who you are, then you're on that path. And for me, that's just been my path. It's, like, nestled into my values and interests inextricably. It's just, like, I just naturally value that. And so when I started to experience my own transformations, I realized that so much of what people experience in terms of suffering is unnecessary. That it's like, oh, you just don't know. Like you just don't know that you're, you don't know that you're responsible for your experience. Like granted, like the environment has an impact, of course, and it's really hard to fucking, um, you know, it's like crabs in a bucket. If everybody's trying to pull you down, it's hard to it's hard to it's hard to get out of the bucket. But it doesn't mean that it's impossible, and it doesn't mean that you shouldn't try to get out of the fucking bucket, or at least be like, "All right, crabs, listen, we gotta fucking you know let me boost you up, and then you boost me up." You know, because thankfully, like we have the capacity to speak, and we have the capacity to negotiate, and we have the capacity to make requests and make declarations and things like that and operate consistent with those things no matter how difficult it is but no 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 uh, discrediting to it that it's really fucking difficult but sometimes I think what I've found through that is like if you're clear on like what you need and what you desire yeah people like have a lot of respect for that yeah it's a lot easier for somebody, especially if you work for somebody. Like, if you're clear on, like, what you desire, yeah, it's, like, so much easier. Yeah, well, I think, I mean, it's, like, you express that, like, obviously, you know, just, like, with what, some of what you shared with me about um, how you've made moves, moving from, you know, opening the climbing gym to running the, running the climbing team to you know, utilizing the gym as an opportunity for you to uh, still, like, 
utilize the facility, but also like branch out and kind of do more of your own thing within it. And then, uh, you know, just like, it's like you have stood inside of your desire and, and what you need in such a way that it's like, it's obvious, you know, and, and you can trust that. Like you can trust somebody that knows what they need and knows what they desire. Even if you don't, even if you can't provide that or even if you don't want to or even, but it's like, no, like that's them. They're yeah. grounded in themselves clearly. And I think that, you know, that authenticity is, it's undeniable. And it's just like, oh, it's just right there. It's like, you know, I have a friend that says like, you can't blame a piranha for being a piranha. And it's like, there it is. Obviously, you know, it can cause you damage, you know, it get, whatever. But it's like, that's it. And I trust that that's it. And so now I know how to navigate and negotiate that. Yeah. But it's like when you have a have an employee or have, you know, any kind of like relationship or partnership or anything like that, it's like, oh, I can trust what I can trust what they say because they're not running from their desire and they're not trying to manipulate or coerce me to have that desire met like they're being straight about it and uh, I think people value that they value that because they can expect you to operate consistent with who you say that you are and that's what trust is I think yeah yeah for sure so what so now that you're you're in this position to where you know you've kind of made the kind of made the move to do it for yourself yeah. What has that been like? You know, I, I'm a great player, but learning how to coach is a, is a different game. And, um, and I think that, like, I'm naturally, like, I, I think that I'm naturally a coach because I naturally want people to uh, be their best selves because that's what I, like I just want that like I want that for myself and so but it's like just because you can play the game well doesn't mean that you know doesn't mean that you can be a good coach and so it's like been stepping into this new role and kind of like learning the rules of this game what does it mean to to do this and to be this and you know this hasn't been like a short journey I've been working on this shit for eight years and trying to to refine myself and, and my capacity, but the thing, the biggest thing that's held me back is this idea that, you know, why should people listen to me, and why, you know, it's like kind of like the self-worth thing, and it's the way in which that I avoid, or was avoiding stepping into it and taking ownership of like, this is who I am, part of that is like wanting to avoid any you know, restrictions or anything like that, because there's this like sort of obsession with freedom but when I started to discover that freedom is responsibility and commitment that those are not that's a good distinction yeah yeah that it's like well because there's too much so if you want to optimize your experience you have to make sacrifices you have to cut out certain things in order to stay focused on what it is that you're up to and so I just wanted to like blow all around but not really I was just avoiding I was avoiding this 
notion that responsibility means, you know, I'm bound to something and that means that I'm less free. And it's like, well, that's already a non-starter because you're starting from this place that assumes that you're not already free and you're not free to choose. Yeah. And so... You're starting from a place that... Yeah. I'm, ar- I'm, I'm already... I'm stuck. Yeah. Stuck already. You're stuck in the start. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so... Um, so just, yeah, through those discoveries, it was like, okay, well, it's time to go. It's time to at least start by doing it badly. Because when I look at, when I look at my life, and I really appreciate this, I listened to Paul Check and Aubrey Marcus, that podcast I sent you recently, where that's the primary thing that all coaches go through, is they're like, well, I'm not ready, I'm not ready, I'm not ready, I'm not ready. And he's like, you've lost 100 pounds. Like, what do you mean you're not ready? Like, there are so many people out there that want to lose 20 pounds, 5 pounds. You've lost 100. Yeah. So you have something that you can offer there. And, and until you begin to step into that role, you're never going to be comfortable with it. Yeah. But it's going to take courage for you to take ownership of that part of yourself and say, hey, actually, no, I do value my growth. I do value what I've done. I give myself credit for that. Not over you know adulation or anything like that but it's like you know give credit where it's due and for me like the difference that like the difference in the life that I'm living now versus the life that I was living 10 years ago is astronomical like I can say with with honesty that my relationships are the best they've ever fucking been my happiness level is the best that it's ever been and I I don't typically use happiness as like a strong marker because I think it's a low aim but but my life feels the most meaningful that it's felt and I feel the most amount of contentment but also the most amount of drive and the most amount of like the most amount of possibility available and and so it's like well this is what I want this is what I want I want to make a positive difference in people's lives that's what I want I want to it's like when I answer that question, how is the world better by me being in it? It's because I love people and I want people to love themselves and I want people to be fucking freed up from all of the distorted senses of their own self-sabotage and self-betrayal and self-fucking-destruction and, and all of that because I've gone through that shit and I know what it's like and I know it's hard as fuck and I know that it's like we don't want to reach out. We don't want to let people know that we're struggling. We don't want to let people know that we're suffering. But it's like until you take ownership of that, that that is your experience, and until you're willing to do something about it, you're just going to keep experiencing more of that. And that was what it was for me. Is It was like I didn't want to do it because I didn't want it to be the reality. Like, oh, I have to maintain my life. I have to. It's hard enough. And it's like, well, yeah, but you're stronger than you think. You're more capable than you think. You just don't know yourself that way because you haven't applied yourself in that way. And I know that making that shift can sometimes be very difficult. So it's like, let me support you in that. Let me like let you know that I see that part of you that is way stronger, that's holding all of this, that it's like, get to know that because it's there. And if you don't know that it's there, it's just because you haven't looked. Yeah. And if you look and you start like operating consistent with that, you'll find out because you'll become it. You'll see it. And when you start seeing things like that, the sky's the limit because you're just like, oh shit, 
I moved through a limitation that I didn't even know that I was restricted by, or even I did know that I was restricted by, but thought that it was always going to fucking be that way. But it's just because you just don't know anything other than that. But that doesn't mean that something other than that doesn't exist. It just means that you haven't fucking gone through this process to figure it out. And I've gone through that process numerous fucking times. I'm like somewhat obsessed with that process because I want to be able to provide... I want to be able to reach a lot of people. You know, I want to... Because there's fucking, like, people are, and, and it, it doesn't matter. Like, it's all fucking transferable anyway. Like, suffering is suffering is suffering is suffering. I think it's important for people to know that, um, sorry, you're good. I think it's important for people to know that with all of these things, and especially a new chapter, like, there's always fear. And there's always, like, nervousness. And there's always hesitation. Like, all those things exist because that's what it looks like to like do something truly difficult or like be brave is to actually like engage with that fully yes so it's like if you're afraid that doesn't that's not ever wrong that's always yeah it's not an indicator that you're off the you're you're not on the right track it's like it's actually an indicator that you are on the right track yeah I think that's an important thing to like understand yeah with all of this yeah well, that's why one of my, the things that my teacher says is that, you know, it's going to take more than love. It's going to take courage. Yeah. And what did we say? Remember the distinction we made about courage and bravery? Yeah. Yeah. Say it again. I'll try. Yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll spot. <laughs> that's because I couldn't remember. Yeah. That's fair. Courage. Courage, courage, courage is, is showing. Choosing. Yeah. Courage is choosing the experience. Mm-hmm. And bravery is continually choosing the experience while you're in it. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, courage is courage is getting to the court, and bravery is staying in the game. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, that's how it feels. Yeah. So for people that like people that are listening or just in general, like, what advice would you give somebody about either like starting like working mm-hmm. with somebody like you, or just like starting the process for themselves? Just be honest with yourself. You know? It's like this. Look at it like this. This is your fucking life. You're going to die. Like, no shit. You're going to die. And if you expect it to magically change, it's not going to magically change. Yes, the only constant is change. So something's going to change, but it doesn't mean that it's going to get better. It doesn't mean that it won't get better. But if you actually have the capacity to make your life better, you can fucking go work out. You can choose your diet. You can choose your friends. You can, like... There's it's so like much you, choice. You have the choice. And, and really, it's okay because you're only ever going to suffer the consequences of your choices. You're only at... That's the only thing that you'll ever have to deal with is the consequences of your choices. And so it's like, in that way, like you're kind of let off the hook. But when you put your own death into perspective, it's like you're going to die. You don't know when you're going to die. Everyone that you love is going to die. You don't know when that's going to happen. What do you want to do about that? Because so many people wait till their deathbed to realize that they wasted their life. 
and it's yours to waste if you want. That's a fucking valid way to live your life. If that's the way, if that's what you want to do, it's your gift. You can do with it whatever you want. But then it's like, well, what do you want? And if you find that there's something that you really want, then it's like, well, what can you do every day that can begin moving you in that direction? Like, what is the next best step to take? Is it reaching out to someone like me? Is it, is it, you know, putting down your phone, making sure that you don't, you know, it's like after six o'clock, I'm not going to use my phone or is it doing the fucking dishes or is it whatever it is? Like, what do you need? What is the next best step for you to move in the direction of whatever that thing is that you want? And it doesn't have to be long-term. It's like, but I learned that you need to set attainable goals for yourself. So when I would go on runs, I would push myself. And I would ask myself this question, am I living the life that is being asked to live through me? And being able to answer it that right now I am, that was enough for me. It was like, okay, I'm just out here on this fucking run, or I'm out here doing this thing. And I hated doing shit like that. Was not, I did not like to do things like this. But when I started realizing that you're not bound by your discomfort, that you can actually like be with the discomfort and move through it. You can be with the discomfort and it's like our relationship with discomfort is largely the predictor of well that's I don't know exactly how to say that but what I realize is that my relationship with discomfort so much of my choosing was an aversion of discomfort and when I realized that no dealing with discomfort and staying in it was actually what would help me get more comfortable it was like oh I actually feel better because I realized that I have a capacity to deal with discomfort that I'm not I'm not bound to my avoiding that it's like, so now I can show up and meet. I can encounter my demons. I can encounter my dragons and look them in the face and go, okay, it's you and me. And, and I would just face that, you know? And, like, and so it's like that. Like, know that if you're getting into the world of discomfort, you're getting into the world of growth. You're getting into, and it's like staying with that. There was something I was going to say specifically that I'm kind of like going on this run on sentence because I'm trying to remember what the fuck it was. But <laughs> oh, oh, setting goals. So it's like, so I would run and it would be like, okay, now I'm in this discomfort. Where am I going to go? And I would set a reachable goal, but it would be something that would stretch me a little bit. You know, it's like that panting, like just like, oh fuck, I can barely fucking breathe. I just want to fucking fall flat on my face right now, but I'm going to go another 50 yards. Like I see that light pole up there. I'm going to run to that light pole and then I'm going to stop. But I'm going to make sure that I get to that light pole, that I'm going to give everything that I can to get to that light pole and then I'm going to fucking stop. And the more that I would do that, the more momentum that I would gain. Oh, I can trust myself to set a goal and reach it. I can trust myself to bring into reality what it is that I think. And so it's like that. It's like, um, just begin asking yourself, like, what's the next best step? 
What's a goal that I can set for myself that I can do? Maybe I go to bed every day at 10 o'clock. Maybe I wake up every morning at 7, you know, and I make breakfast. Like, whatever the fuck it is. But getting some sort of, like, consistent routine where you're setting goals for yourself and moving in that direction. Yeah, that's what I'd say. Cool. What, uh, just, like, last, last thoughts or anything that has been coming up for you lately that feels important? Besides everything? Yeah, right? (laughs) (laughs) Gotta narrow it down from that. Okay, let me see what I can do. (laughs) Um, uh, Give yourself some grace. For me, I'm I'm learning how to give myself grace without uh, sacrificing my commitments, you know? It's like, what good is building it if you don't enjoy it? And maybe maybe you just enjoy building it, and that's cool. Um, yeah, just like okay. For me, there's a there's a always coming back. There's a always coming back to that wholeness, that completion, where it's like okay, I am here. I'm present. I am already enough. And I can still strive for that which I wish to become. And being clear about what you wish to become, what you want to produce, what you want to contribute, it's like that doesn't mean that that won't change. But just like being, like getting in, getting into that place and discovering what that is and like coming back to it's like, oh, that's me. That's where I live. Like, that's what I desire. And that is always mine. And, like, I just, like, got present to it now that there's, like, a nourishing... That there's a nourishing component to just, like, being here. And there's work to be done. And so... I just want to work on the things that will help me produce what it is that I want to produce and people like you and all of my friends that are very supportive and see me and hold me to account and remind me and um, just all that just all that support like I really see that that's such a powerful thing to have people in your life that like ask how you're doing but actually mean yeah I want to know yeah yeah, that it's like, yeah, that there's just like, there's a synergy in that. There's a synergy in, in the mutual support and building of, of each other. And, uh, yeah, and it's cool. It's cool to just kind of see how the more, the more I own my desires and the more I own my value and the more that, um, I do what I need to do, more of those people show up. It's just like you, man. Like, you showed up just at the time that all of that stuff was... Like, when I really, like, started getting in the groove of it. And it, and that just, like, hasn't really stopped. Like, more people have yeah. continuously showed up that value 
you know, value who I am and help call it forth and help me refine and help me to, and really I think that that's like, that's the optimal human experience. Where it's like, oh, you want this thing for yourself? Like, yeah, I want that too because I see the value of that. I see like how that would make people's lives better, yours included, mine included. It's like, why not, why not create more of that? Thanks for tuning in. As always, you can find more of my content at condorclimbing.com and you can support me on Patreon at patreon.com slash condorclimbing. I appreciate you guys listening and I'll catch you next week. Love you. Bye.